0: Welcome to Brains, Bible, and Beyond, where we discuss theology and worldview apologetics with our budding theologians. Woo-hoo. I am Nate Day from Think Like Christ Ministries, and I am here with our resident theologian,
1: Joel Willoughby. How to do. With Brains and Bibles. If you want some more information about Think Like Christ Ministries, Nate Day here at Brains and Bibles, with me Joel Willoughby, then go to our websites, thinklikechrist.org or brainsandbibles.com.
0: All right. We are glad to have you budding theologians here to think along with us. If you find our content beneficial, please Mm. like and subscribe and give us a five star review on whatever platform you listen to. In today's episode, we are going to take a look at the gospel. What is the gospel? So, Joel,
1: (laughs) what is the gospel? Good question. It is well, a good question. You know, the, the word actually just literally means good news. That's all it is. Good news. Okay. So um, what's the good
0: news? Yeah, right, right. That
1: that makes a big difference. Yeah. Um. You know, good news. We need to go to the vet today. You know, little Mr. Mittens ain't going to like that, right? It's not really good news. Uh, but this actually is good news. Yeah. The good news is that God has made a way to redeem mankind. I got three S's here for you from Satan, sin, and separation. I think that's good. I, Bam. It. I like that. I like how you do that. From Satan, sin, and separation. Boom, boom, boom. There you go. It helps you remember. I remember that. Yeah, you know, the word death means separation. That's kind of like a one-word definition yeah. of it, you know. At uh, first, when think of death, we think of the soul leaving the body, separation. Uh, there's also a separation relationship with us and sure. God. Um, and then there's the the lake of fire is called the second death because it's then when you're permanently separated from God.
0: Now, lake of fire is what most people usually just call hell, even though yeah, well, technically... They're... They are two different, but places. when people say hell, yeah. that's usually what they're actually referring to as a yes. lake of fire. Usually, it, it's correct. Um, so there is actually another term. Hell is actually something different, but
1: yes, that'll be. We'll, we'll hold it off for another time. Yeah, we'll be another yeah. time. Yeah. But yeah.
0: just so everybody knows, when you hear a "lake of fire," what's that? Oh, that's hell. That's what you call hell, <laughs> right? In yeah. most cases,
1: good good snapshot <laughs> of that. You just look at Revelation twenty uh, for, yeah. your, for yourself. Great White Throne judgment and stuff there, but well, hopefully not for yourself. Because hopefully you're not going. Well, to. Lo- looking at it, yeah, 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 okay, on your own, uh, of course. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, the good news, of course, it only makes sense if you understand the bad news first, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's like it's like sunshine can't fire. be appreciated unless you have a bunch of rainy days. <laughs> then you really appreciate that sunshine.
0: Speaking of that, we've had some rainy
1: days. <laughs> we have. We okay. have. Um, so, anyways, we have this bad news. Satan came into the Garden of Eden, he tempted Eve, she fell. This is all recorded in Genesis 3. Then of course, um, after Eve was deceived and sinned, she uh, gave the fruit to Adam, Adam willingly disobeyed and sinned with her. okay? Yeah. so the the how it gets really serious is this sin was against an eternal and infinite being, God himself, which means the consequence must also be eternal and infinite. Now that creates a problem. Because Adam and Eve, the rest of mankind, are not eternal and infinite. So that's why it's a forever kind of punishment. So the only way it can be fixed is if an eternal and infinite being absorbed that punishment for them. And, of course, that's when Jesus Christ steps in, uh, being God himself. And now this is the good news. This gets into the good news. See how quickly it goes from bad to good? Yeah. Uh, Which is amazing. because he likes bad news. (laughs) Right. You have Genesis 1 and 2, everything's perfect. And it's important to remember that it all started perfect. Yeah, uh, it was it was very good. Things were all in harmony together, beautiful situation there. And then, of course, sin came in. That's the fall. That's Genesis three. Everything that got cursed because sin must be cursed, mm-hmm. uh, and everything that's uh, involved with it. And then immediately, even in the curses, God already begins to show the the redemption plan, how it all gets fixed. Yeah, and that's the gospel, the but good we'll news. We'll circle back to that towards the end of the episode. Yes, we are, and that's gonna be exciting. I love, yes. I love sharing that. Um, so, yeah, well, hold on, make sure you stick around for that. The whole gospel uh, between Genesis three fifteen and four verse one, yeah, right there, the whole gospel. So, I'm excited to share that. Okay, I do. All right, so keeping uh, the gospel simple here. Okay, um, you know things went bad, and God can make it all better. He gives a way of escape. Uh, of course, there's free choice. Um, people freely chose to disobey God. They can also freely choose to reject his plan of salvation. Uh, it's as simple as that. And so it's a way of escape, but it's not a forced path. You yeah. know, that, so it's uh, good news, though, because uh, you know God wants to have this loving relationship with us. He doesn't want a bunch of robots, uh, which is really great. Anyways, um, let's go on to the simplicity of the gospel in a nutshell. That would be in 1 Corinthians 15. We're going to check that out here. First Corinthians 15. Now, First Corinthians 15 is really exciting because uh, we're not going to get there today. But it is the one place where you have a lot of information about the glorified body that comes wow. later on. First Corinthians 15. And so that, that's a little bit later on. We're going to just read the first six verses here uh, for right now. So this is Paul, and he's saying, Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. So he's talking about what the gospel is here, verse three. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that He was buried, and He was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. Notice that twice in accordance with the Scriptures, yeah. this was all prophesied. Yeah, and this is all the way it was supposed to be. Uh, so He came. He He He. Uh, God became flesh. He died on the cross. He was buried. Three days later, he rose again. That's the gospel. But then what's really cool, you know, the resurrected Christ is crucial to the gospel. Yes. Um, Everyone agrees. Anyone that would be academically honest yeah, has to agree that Jesus was a real person that definitely walked the earth and that definitely died on the cross. Yeah. Nobody disagrees with that. Um, actually, there is one group that would disagree that he actually died on the cross. Only one group in the whole world that actually disagrees he died on the cross. Is you know a group, group that calls it the torture stake? <laughs> <laughs> this is the Muslims. Oh, yeah. They they would actually disagree with that one point. Um Well, how did he die then? Well, so maybe that's another topic another they, time, but, okay. uh, but they 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 would hold to a few different theories. Uh you know that they they actually put someone else on the cross, they switched bodies really quick, uh or he just kind of Ooh. passed out and they took him down, you know, so something like that. That's the idea. So when they buried him, they didn't. Okay, never mind. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about that later. It doesn't matter. Right okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so so they don't believe in the resurrection, then either. The re- well, of course not. Um, but so, they do believe in Jesus because he was a great prophet. Yes, in the Quran it actually says more good things about Jesus than Muhammad. Yeah, well, it actually does. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it's when I when I would talk to a Muslim, I actually showed them the Quran, and it says that Jesus preaches the good news, and you should listen to him. And the gospel means good news. Yeah. What they what they say though is when you show them the, what Bible, the good news is First Corinthians fifteen when you show them all the New Testament stuff, they'll say, "Well, that's been corrupted." That's what they that's yeah. what they say. But so you know, anyways, yeah. even yeah, interesting uh, stuff. with th- The gospel th- that that will be another topic someday. Another topic for another time. That's, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> we're writing all these down, by the well, no, actually, we're not. <laughs> it's they're it's, all, all up plan. here. There's a plan. There's there a is process. a plan.
1: Well, so. Going back, yeah, going back to the idea of how important it is that there is a resurrected yes. Christ. Um, so that would go back to verse 4 here. Well, let me start over verse 3 because it's a middle of the sentence there. So, for I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, uh, that's Peter, then mm-hmm. to the twelve. <laughs> then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive at the time of the writing. Uh, though some have fallen asleep, uh, fallen asleep is how they'd say that believers die. It's kind of yeah. interesting. There's a difference there. Um, so, anyways, he has all these witnesses, um, and when we get to a section where we're going to start talking about the reliability of scriptures, we're going to talk about all this historical evidence yes. um, that there are lots of witnesses, um, far more than just about anything else that's been attested.
0: Because the res- the resurrection is is key. To to the Christian faith, right? Right. Right. About the resurrection, um, really, nothing else matters. Right. Absolutely. Because, yeah. Yep. So the witnesses are are very important. <laughs> having they the are. witnesses. So
1: and so then when he's writing that, you think about how much courage that took. Like, there's no way it's a farce. Yeah. He's actually naming names and stuff. Yeah. He's saying, "We'll go talk to them. They've seen. You know, yeah. you, you know these people. They've been around. They're, they're talking about it." Yeah. Um, anyways, so if anyone. Calls out to God. That's how simple the gospel is. You have the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Why did he die? For your sin. To take your place. Uh, Then we have something also very simple. Romans 10. I'll turn there over real quick. I'm going to look at Romans 10, 9 through 13. It's a little bit of a passage there. And it says, kind of in the middle of the sentence here, but because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So confess is just to agree. Yeah. So you're saying, you know, yeah. I, am, I was wrong about what I previously believed. I now agree with God. Okay. Okay. That, and that's that important. That's yes. very important with the gospel. Absolutely. So you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Well, then you'll be saved. So he explains that a little bit. He says, for with the heart one believes and is justified. Yeah. Faith is really simple. Faith is simply just when, you know, God or the Word of God appears. And in your heart, you just go, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I believe it. That's faith.
0: Now, just maybe this is a dumb question. Go ahead. But can you be a Christian if you just confess? but you, you don't really ever believe in your heart. Right. So, um, or, or is that all
1: the same I would, thing? I would say that it's kind of all wrapped up in one bundle. Okay, You have belief, confession, repentance, those three things. So you'll notice that there's some passages that will just say repent or it'll just say confess or it'll just say believe. Um, but all three things are present. So repenting okay. is that, complete turnaround 180 degrees i'm now going the complete opposite direction confession is agreement i was disagreeing now i've turned in agreeing with you uh and then faith is that positive response to god
0: so there's a difference between confessing and professing so if you grow up in church your whole life you live good and you tell everybody you're christian that doesn't mean you are right because if you've never actually confessed Christ, which is mm-hmm. repenting and believing basically
1: all at the same time, right? right. Is that and, what we're saying? And it's with, And with the heart, man believes. Yeah. There, there are people that fake it. Oh, yeah. And, and so that you can fool all of mankind your whole life
0: even, but. I just want to make sure people understand what confessing actually is. It's not just verbally saying it. It's it's more than verbally saying it. It's the agreement part of it as well. Right. Because there's lots of people that verbally say they're Christians and aren't. Yes. And generally you can tell by looking at them. But usually, some people are good at faking it for a while.
1: For a while. But But generally you can tell by looking. It always comes out. Yeah. So let me continue on here with verse 10 says, for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. And so that word justified uh, is actually an accounting term, and it's basically clears the record, you know, gets rid of all the debt, has all the profit. Um, so you take Christ's righteousness in place of your unrighteousness, It's a kind of a swap there. Um, so it's like a debt that could never, ever be paid. It's like owing a trillion dollars, and you're making a penny a day, and you only work two weeks, you know, yeah. <laughs> it just ain't going to happen. Um, and so it just gets swapped into my life. <laughs> yeah. oh. No, so sad but true, right? <laughs> so then, uh, verse eleven: For the Scripture says, "Everyone who believes in Him will not be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing His riches on all who call on Him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved." So, you know, of course, once again, a genuine call out to Him. You know, you can't yeah. just fake this thing. That's
0: yeah. at this yawn, Lord. That doesn't save you. Right. I mean, what that actually means is back to the confessing, repenting, believing, basically all
1: at the same time. But There's some stories where someone has a near-death experience. They just yell out, Lord, save me. Sure. Okay. Now, if that's literally all it is, save my physical life. Yeah. I don't want to physically die right now. Yeah. Well, that's not salvation. No. Um, so there there is a big difference there but but a lot
0: of times when that happens there the believing is going along with it you yeah know.
1: it it depends because you know what what are we believing in right sure and, and that's a big deal um so you do have to believe in Jesus Christ it's the name of him he's God and man he died for your sin it's his blood that is paid for your sin you know that sort of thing um and th- that's got to be there right okay yeah. so but really so, the gospel's simple. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to make, not make yeah. it complicated right no, now. No,
0: right, but we'll,
1: we'll get some complex things later on. Yeah. Uh, another we, episode. We have
0: ten. You said ten episodes we could do on, <laughs> on, on exploring the gospel more. This is overview, simple. What is the gospel? Right. You could get into gospel all the in the nutshell,
1: election and predestination stuff and yeah. all that sort of thing, and and we'll, we will. There'll we be will a time for today. That. There'll be a time.
0: We have a lot of background stuff we want to lay first, <laughs> right before we start getting into some of the controversial things or i didn't say controversial things but things that will um right that we gotta dig into more
1: okay so another foundational passage i I would be amiss if i didn't mention this the famous ephesians 2 8 and 9 uh for by grace you have been saved through faith okay so it's by the grace of god through our faith that positive yeah. response yeah it's true yeah that, that yeah, faith yeah. so for by grace you've been saved through faith and this is not your own doing it is the gift of god not a result of works so that no one may boast pretty amazing stuff there yeah um so that's the gospel in a nutshell it really is that simple no, no works nothing faith and so you then with you know some people talk about losing salvation i think we should have a whole episode on that That would be a good episode. But but I'll just say right now that because works didn't save you, works can't unsave you. Yes. Just a simple point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. Well, what I want to do now is I want to go back to Genesis where it all starts. Because some people wonder, they say, well, were Adam and Eve saved? Are we going to see Adam and Eve in heaven? Good question. And I I do think it's a good question. It's a good question. Um, I would say yes. Yeah, and I would too. I want to I want to show you why I think and so and I have good reasons for that you probably do as well. Well you hope so, so I'm about to say something
0: I, gotta, I <laughs> yeah I'm gonna let our i gonna let our resident theologian explain this but <laughs> yeah. I think we're on
1: the same page here. Same conclusion, <laughs> definitely. So this 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 is fascinating stuff. What's great is as soon as they sin, the very same day that everything goes rotten, God already gives them the chance of redemption. And I believe they take it. I believe they take it. So here we go. Yeah, you too. Genesis 3, 15 is where it all starts. Now, um, it says, I will put enmity between you and the woman. So who is the I? Can you guess? I will be put. That would be God's talking here, Yep, right? yep, yep. Okay. God's talking. He's, he's giving the curses. Uh, verse 14 was the curse to the serpent. That's an interesting thing. Uh, oh. Verse 15, he's talking to Satan himself. Says I will put enmity. That's like hatred, fighting, that kind of thing yeah, yeah. between you, Satan, and the woman. Okay. It says and between your offspring and her offspring. Mm. So it's kind of interesting. Who is Satan's offspring? Then you know, that's that's an interesting thing. What what do you mean, Satan's offspring? Hmm. hmm. Huh. Uh, then it says in her offspring. Oh, what's interesting about that is it's singular. One offspring. Mm. One. Huh. Hmm. Huh. So then what did you say about them? The, the, the two offspring here. It says, he shall bruise your head. So he, the woman's offspring, shall bruise your head, Satan. And you, Satan, shall bruise his, that one offspring's heel. Mm-hmm. So we do know that there is hope coming from a man. We have the masculine yeah. uh, identity there. One man that comes from Eve, at least eventually, yeah, right yeah um that will actually conquer Satan Crack fix, his fix head. the whole problem boom it, the idea is like you have this foot that stomps on the head, yeah, so hard that it like smashes the head and smithereens, but in process, the, the heel, heel gets hurt, is. yeah, yeah. And so hmm. there's pain involved. Hmm. So whatever conquering this is, is a total defeat, but it will hurt him. Yeah. Okay. So we know we know that much. We know that much. This is, it's kind of exciting, isn't it? It is. It is. Okay. I think I know where you're going here. You think so? <laughs> I think so. It's good All right. stuff. Now, as we continue on, there's more. Uh, the curses, of course, it affects everything. Sin destroys yep. everything. It's like you throw a rock in the middle of a pond. There's always ripples that come out. Mm-hmm. The ripples go all the way to the edge of the pond. Just like it's spread out to the, the edges of the universe here. Yeah. Boom. Just destroys everything. Okay. Sin so is bad. The serpent, Satan, the woman, the man, the earth. They all get cursed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then we come to verse 21. We'll hop over there. It says, and the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them. Okay. Okay. So you know, what, what's going on here? Um, so we might have to backtrack just a little bit. So when they first ate that fruit, verse 7 of chapter 3. Their eyes were open. The eyes were open. Eyes were open. Yes. And they knew Oof. that they were naked. So what are they what are the Sin's first gone. thing they did? They tried to cover their sin. Yeah,
0: they did. They tried did. to cover their nakedness. They did. They
1: tried to find their own way. Right. This is so foundational. Yeah. So they sewed these fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. They basically
0: created a man-made religion.
1: Right. Their own way. So they had, my argument would be that they did have a covering. Yeah. God's glory. Sure. And let's explore that another time. Yeah. Okay. So so then this goes away. Whatever it is, their eyes are open now and they go, oh no, things are wrong. I got to cover myself up so you can't see what's changed. (laughs) <laughs> of course, God knows, right? Yeah. And and so he, they, they know something's wrong here and it can be seen. So they try to cover themselves with these fig leaf so, clothes. So they
0: make the fig leaf clothes.
1: So then you have verse 21. And he made uh, for kids. them garments of skins. Yeah. Okay. So skins, well, that has to be animal skins. Yes. All right. So the an animal would have to die in order yes. to get their skin. <laughs> if you're skinning an animal. <laughs> if you're skinning yeah. an animal alive, that's cruel. I, that would be very cruel. It doesn't seem like God would do that. No, that he was humane. Doesn't seem the point. So, so you would, I would assume then, that he's actually performing the the first sacrifice. Yeah. He he would be showing them now. The reason I think that, uh, for a couple reasons. Uh, number one, you already see in Genesis four, there's regular sacrifice, regular yeah. blood sacrifice. Yeah. And so Where did they, they get that idea. Yeah, they had to be shown somewhere yeah, somehow. Yeah. I think it was back and The up here. Only, the only one
0: to teach them
1: was would've, God. would have been God. Because they were the first people. They can't just make this stuff up. Right. Okay. And then you think about, well, what's the whole point of the blood sacrifice? It's a foreshadowing of the Messiah. That would yeah. come. The perfect lamb. The, perfect the final lamb, sacrifice. To take away the
0: sins of the world.
1: Yes. The blood atonement. Okay. Who's a
0: guy? I think John. John the Baptist said that.
1: He, he said a of lot God. of good stuff. Yes. Behold the Lamb of
0: God who comes to take away the sins of the world. This is the one you've been waiting for <laughs> yeah.
1: ever since this time with Adam and Eve. Okay. So exactly. so Genesis 3.21, he says he made uh, Adam and Eve garments of skins and clothed them. Now, there's this fancy word called atonement. Yeah. But atonement just means covering. So what they did with the fig leaves is they tried to provide their own atonement for their sin. And God says, look, that's not good enough. You need my atonement, my covering. This is why we we're closed today. It's a picture of the atonement that we need to cover ourselves. Uh, so then he He gives them the, the, the sheep clothes, basically, showing that it is from this sacrifice that you will be properly atoned for Okay, so I do believe that at this point, they have fully bought into the plan of redemption. Yeah. I, I, I do think so. Now, you say that probably isn't enough proof on its own. And that's why we're going to keep going. Right. So, yeah. Sounds I, good. I, I agree that maybe it's a little bit of a stretch. Okay, so then, but then we come to chapter 4, verse 1. Okay. Okay, this is this is getting good here. All right. So then what does it say? It says, now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived in bore Cain, saying i have gotten a man with the help of the lord now what's interesting about this passage if you dig into the original language all those words aren't accounted for they there's there's a few extras to smooth out the translation okay now that's not a crazy idea that happens all the time sure you yeah. know you're transferring yeah. different languages you want to smooth it out for understanding well what would happen here is if you were to read it literally it would read like this Adam knew Eve, wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man, the Lord. Ah. So she's renaming. I've gotten a man. He is the Lord is the idea. Gotcha. Now, and that word there is Yahweh. She, she's saying, I have gotten a man, Yahweh. Here he is, the one that was promised, okay. the offspring. Here he is. He's going to take care of it. Now, see, Eve knew that there would be an offspring. From her line, at least, right? But she was thinking of herself. And knew it would be the Lord. Why Why would she think that How it would, would happen thousands of years later? Like, why Why would that she think that, you know? Yeah. It, just like so many prophets, they had it right, but at right. the wrong time. Absolutely. Yeah. And so she just say, oh, look, here he is. Now, of course, Cain didn't pan out. No. You know, mur- no. murdering his brother. In and, fact, Cain was not a right, right. model citizen. And so, you know, they, they end up looking at Seth. That's why it's called the appointed one. Mm-hmm. Because uh, he was he was in place of. They're thinking, oh, maybe it's Seth. And so the whole time through the Old Testament, they're thinking, well, here's a path. Here's a path. Here's a path. Maybe it's this one. Maybe it's that one. And so then, we, you know, the, the path gets narrowed down. It goes to Abraham then Isaac and Jacob, and Judah. It goes, you know, down to, you know, David and Solomon, you know, right? Right. All these different things. It's, it's really interesting uh, how it keeps narrowing down. Uh, but anyways, there it is. That's the whole gospel. Because there you have, um, it has to be a man has to be God, has to be a blood sacrifice, um, all these things in in atonement for their sins. All right, so let me ask you this. Go ahead. Did God
0: save the same way in the Old Testament as He does in the New Testament?
1: Absolutely. It never changed because all it is is faith in In the the, the final sacrifice. You can say it that way. That keeps it more simple because... Yeah, um, they may sure. not have necessarily called him the Messiah yet. Yeah, that's right. Um, but they knew that, you know, what does the Messiah mean? The, the anointed one or chosen one. Yeah. yeah. So they did believe there was one chosen to do this. And there would be an ultimate sacrifice coming. Right, that right. Would, that would take away the sins permanently. So as Revelation continued, it wasn't a different message. It was just a more clear message. Yeah. That's all it was. Yeah. Things things cleared up the closer they got. Right. Until finally, like you said, John the Baptist, behold the lamb. Here he is. And then they still missed it. Yeah. Well. Not not all of them, obviously. Absolutely.
0: I know what you mean. There were were a few that were paying attention. So. All right. Well, I think that just about wraps it up.
1: That's the gospel in a nutshell. Gospel
0: in a nutshell. Obviously, there's a lot of details we can go through. flesh out, pan out. Definitely. Sift through. We will one day. We will one day. (laughs) That's. uh, That's year five or six probably <laughs> so we'll <laughs> be down the down the road a little while all right so that is episode three wrapping up here and episode four is going to be is, is god good yes is god good so that will be exciting so for everybody who is listening to us on our podcast or on youtube if you're on YouTube, you get the bonus show. You get to see <laughs> 750 pounds sitting here. Um, you're welcome check. for the beauty show. That's right. And uh, anyway, like, it, subscribe, uh, give us a five star review, and we appreciate that. It helps us out, helps you out. And uh, um, one last plug for our men's conference coming up in uh, on on. February 19th. Right, just a couple weeks here. Going to be in Cedar Rapids, coming up here real soon. Uh, Joel Willoughby will be one of our speakers. I'll be there. It'll be exciting. Our theme uh, for our youth conference this year is be a man. How to be a man. A godly man, a godly husband, a godly father, and a godly leader. So if you are interested in being a man, (laughs) you should come to you. Come to our men's conference. You can register at org and follow the links for the registration. If you can't figure that out, just show up and we'll let you in. (laughs)
1: We'll take care of you.
0: Feast of Meats will be epic. And you may want to bring your Tums.
1: (laughs) I I tell you, I I went up there. That's how I met Nate. And uh, I just went cold turkey. Didn't know anything about it. But I saw this thing called Feast of Meats. And I knew they had a good speaker there. And uh that was Dr. Juan Valdez yeah and I yep. uh, appreciate him. And so go up there, good messages, boy, that feast of meats it's, and it's worth coming It's um I can't oversell it. I can't yeah. oversell it. we We do have a vegetable <laughs> we
0: have we have baked potatoes for for the for the veg eaters right
1: um but boy, smoked meats we have uh, fine cuts ser- s- several smoked meats. Fine chefs are
0: are putting this stuff together. So (laughs) it's 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 worth coming for the lunch. But don't just come for lunch. (laughs) Come come for the breakfast, come for the morning, come for the lunch, come for the afternoon. It's a good deal. You will you will not be disappointed and uh, you will leave blessed. And hopefully you'll learn how to be a man. So that's
1: right. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you're there.
0: All right. All right, we're wrapping up, everybody. Have a good night.